and welcome to Just Draw, a podcast by and for beginning illustrators. It's an honest look at what it's really like to become a professional illustrator. I'm your host, Steffi May. Let's get into it. And welcome back to Just Draw. I'm Steffi May. Glad you're joining us again. I just got back a little while ago from an eye doctor visit, and my eye, they only dilated one eye for a test today. That's finally uh, becoming less dilated. In order to reward myself for going in and getting the eye drops, I ran to Starbucks and I got my favorite drink there, which is the caramel apple spice. So every now and then you might hear a little. sip of me enjoying my drink. It is chilly out, so it's a perfect time to have some hot cider. Let's recap here. Last episode, episode three, we started a three-part series on building your portfolio. The first one, our topic was learning. I went over ways that you can try to learn and hone your craft better and practice and Places you can go to for classes, either in person or online. Today we're going to be covering finding your niche in part two. So this is about finding out where you and your art or style best fits into the illustration industry. So you might be wondering, what is a niche? Well, it is a specific category in which your art is going to fit. Um, it can be all or a combination of industry style and category. Examples of niches would be fabric pattern design, posters for concerts, food illustration, kid book illustration, clip art for websites, etc. Now you can go hyper niched, but that could limit your pool of perspective work and you need to decide how specialized of a niche you wanna go into. However, Starting with a wider niche can be good as time goes on if you find that you get a lot more work on a specific niche. Say you start doing concert posters, but then you start to find that like 90% of the work you're doing is just for country bands. Then you're going to probably want to consider refocusing and only marketing and attracting country bands because there's clearly something about your style that's resonating with them. Um, and part of your niche can also be incorporated with your style. Now, this can allow you to corner the market of your niche because style is oftentimes, you know, if you've really honed it and you have a very unique style, it's gonna be really highly sought after. So how do you know what your niche is or should be? Because I know it seems like a, a Oh, it's almost like a really generic term for it. So you need to look at as much of your work as you can um, that you can see at one time. Like scroll your Instagram feed or lay out as much of your artwork as you can and look at it all at once. Um, and, and as you're looking at it, can, can you identify a target audience that you think that most of your pieces would fit into? Like... Do you predominantly create art that kids would be attracted to or pet owners, scientists, geeks, computer geeks, whatever? 
Is the work colorful? Is it happy? Is it dark? Is it decorative? Is it thought provoking? And then you're also going to want to look at, are you specifically drawn to specific subjects? Like, do you really gravitate towards drawing animals or people or florals or maps or architecture? And are there reoccurring themes in recurring themes in your work? Like, is there something that you're always going back to? And you're also going to want to look at what medium you work in and whether or not that fits well with certain clients and substrates. If you're going to be doing, say, work for editorial with really fast turnaround times, working with oils may not be the best medium for you to be working in. Or if you really only like working with oils, it may not be the right substrate for you if you can't get those dry and prepared and ready in time. Because um, I know that sometimes I have read people that are in the editorial side of the business say that, you know, sometimes they might have a turnaround time of a day or two if it's a last minute rush from someone. So that's the kind of thing you want to think of there is whether or not your medium will work well with that specific um, substrate. What kind of art can you literally spend hours and hours creating? That's another way for you to get in touch with what your niche is. Um, for me, I know that I can spend hours and hours and hours doing very um, cartoon-like or it's almost like a mid-century modern style where it's very blocky colors with a lot of outline, heavy outlines. And, and I mean, I can sit and work with that for hours where I just start with a basic thing in the scene and I build on that and put layer after layer. And the next thing I know, it's like six o'clock and it's time for dinner. And I'm like, where did my afternoon go? So that tells me that's a really good area for me to be in. Um, and usually I'm creating sort of like a, usually one of two things. It's either like a scene that would be like good for a greeting card, or it's a lot of icons, which would be really great for things like um, wrapping paper or um, fabric bolt or bolt fabric design. Now, you also need to think about how you want to affect your audience. Is it important to you to reflect a mood or feeling? Do you absolutely hate making work that can make people sad or anxious? Do you need a purpose or a higher message conveyed through your illustrations? Like, do you have like a social cause that you really like to um, think about? Like Lisa Congdon, um, that's the first one that comes to mind for me who has a very specific uh, mood projection. Lisa has really seemed to grasp onto a concept for her that she really wants to be like a positive artist. So she has combined her art with a lot of text and that text is always like a very positive or um, forward thinking quote or phrase that she uses. So you need to think about whether or not that's something that you want to do. So... I would suggest making a list of what you see in your current artwork that you've done and that might be able to help you identify the right clients that you should be working with or trying to work with.
So once you've identified the clients that you should be working with, now is when you can start creating portfolio pieces for your target clients. Now, I don't want you to read that as you're going to create art specifically for what a specific client would want, because that's not what you need to be doing really either for your portfolio or for an actual job, because clients are gonna be hiring you because they like the work that you have done and have shown them for an example in your portfolio. So they really need the you in your work. Uh, but what I'm trying to say is, is you can use, you can use the market and some of the companies and clients that you'd like to be working with as a guideline for what you need to be creating. Um, if they tend to want like more, you know, detailed images, or if they only work in square image format, or if they only work in landscape format, more like that sort of thing. Like if you're wanting to work for a journal company, you need to know that the artwork you're creating is something that is going to look good scaled down and into a rectangular or a square format. That's what I'm saying. Not your actual style, but the basic components of what you're making need to fit with that client. Like, there are other things. If you love making horror work, you probably are not going to submit to a children's company. Just that sort of thing. Now, for example, if you want to do illustrations for editorial, you need to start creating work for your portfolio that would work well within the market for magazines, newspapers, and, and print, mag you know, print periodicals. Do you like magazines like Flow and Breathe? Or are you more into the Food Network and Martha Stewart and home magazines? Check out magazines in Barnes & Noble or Target or the grocery store and find ones that make your heart sing and, and whether or not that feels like a place that you would want to see your art. Like, are you flipping through that magazine going, God, I would love to see my work here. It would fit so well in their magazine. It would just really, you know, bring a lot to their magazine and it would look like it fits right in. When you start making complete portfolio pieces, you can then tag those companies that you've identified as dream companies for you to work with and the magazines and, com you know, magazines, companies, publishers with hashtags using hashtags that resonate with their readership. Um, you could hashtag Flow Magazine, you could hashtag Breathe Magazine, you could hashtag Martha Stewart or Food Network or, and I don't always use the, the at tag because and that can be a little bit more pushy or intrusive to people and it shows up in their thing. But a lot of times these companies and editors and agents will have um, a list that they're following of hashtag markers, which you can do on Instagram. So like you can hashtag Martha Stewart art and go search for that and see what comes up. I don't know if it will or not. I haven't actually tried that one, but there it's a tool that they can utilize to find artwork that resonates with them or inspiration that they need. It works kind of like you would do with Pinterest. So it's important that you find your niche and hone it because it'll keep you focused and it's going to give you drive as you're going through this process because it's going to get you into working on things that you love. And when you're working on something you love, you can put a lot more into it. It will also help you become an expert in that niche or subcategory uh, that a client can turn to. If they know that 
you're going to be able to deliver the most adorable flippin' puppy artwork every single time. Like you're going to be able to convey whatever they need for their puppy needs. They are going to turn to you again and again and hire you for those pieces. But it will also help you right now in creating a very cohesive portfolio of work that you can present. Now, what are some types of specific niches you can get into? So I've just, I've come up with a few of them that I I can identify. Uh, The first one is artists known for specific style, which is like known for their cartooning or known for having an art deco style or an art nouveau style. Something that you can, like when you see it, you're just like, yep, that's them. That's their, you know, that's their color way that they use, or that's their shapes that they use, or, oh, they always have that dot on the right side, or, you know, it's just something that you know is that artist. Another option for a niche is local artist. Now, this one will limit your earning ability a bit, I would assume. However, it gives you a very direct market that you can go towards. This is the artist that focuses on knowing, know, being known and sought after locally, and it's often for depicting things in the area in which they live. Uh, where I live, Michael Brower is a really good example of that, and it's Michael B-I-R-A-W-E-R. He's from Minneapolis. Look him up. You can look at his style. It is very distinct. Um, his main demographic is pretty much here in the, you know, Twin Cities and areas with very iconic places that he's painted. Um, and I've seen his work in some of the, the corporate offices and stuff downtown. So these, these artists, mainly their demographic is people that live in or near where they are. Now there's also lifestyle artists, which are artists that create sp- for specific lifestyles, such as surfboard or, or, you know, surfboard people, surfers, they paint on surfboards, skateboards, snowboards, bicyclist people, like they make a lot of art that, that is for bicyclists, where it's people on bikes or the bike culture, uh, tattoo artists. These are very, like, they really are into the specific lifestyle that they're into and they create art for that lifestyle. Now, Uh, You could combine uh, being like a local artist who's also a lifestyle artist that focuses on doing like um, concert photos, but only for the town that you live in. Again, it can limit it, but it may make it easier, particularly at the beginning, for you to know what your audience is because they're right there and near you. So finally, here it is in its most base form, is that you need to ask yourself, what do I love to do? Where would I be happiest? Local. Do you like painting outdoors? In the city? In the country? At home? Um, Do you really want to be in New York City where all of that is? Or are you happy being at home and a studio artist? What am I really, really passionate about? Am I really passionate about animal welfare, uh, politics, science, kids' books, cats, cars, architecture? What, what do you like? What do you love to talk about? What could you just sit and talk about for hours with somebody? 
that is where you're going to want to start looking for the answer of what you need to be doing for your illustration career. I hope you'll join us next week when we cover part three of building your portfolio, the portfolio. Thank you for listening to the Just Draw podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and give a review over on iTunes. And if you have a question or a show topic you'd like me to cover, just email me at justdrawpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, have a great week.